What time is this? The Monday Morning Memo for July 13th, 2009. A close friend told me last week why his wife doesn't like me. Having seen me speak before a crowd, she's convinced I lack humility. I am a boastful man, arrogant and unprincipled, merciless and cold. She's not the first to have said these things. I see her point, and I make no argument. Marketing is a high-stakes competition for the time and attention of the public. Every business asking for time and attention is in a wrestling match with every other. The same is true of public speaking. It is survival of the fittest. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for I am the meanest son of a bitch in the valley. Yes, I definitely see her point. In 2006, one of my longtime clients told me his principal competitor had filed bankruptcy and all his assets were being auctioned. I said, great, I've been trying to break that man for years. My client was appalled until I reminded him that it was my job to plan the battles in which good men die. Do you really want me to adopt the attitude that there's enough business out there for everyone? Be happy with what you've got, don't push for more. If that's what you want from me, I told him, just say the word and my job will get a whole lot easier. I reminded my client of a statement by General George S. Patton. You don't win wars by dying for your country. You win by making the other poor bastard die for his. My client, a kind and a generous man, finally understood my role as a marketing consultant, and we never spoke of it again. Strangely, I'm not a natural competitor. Nobody wants me on their side in sports because I don't care if we win or not. My daily vehicle is an eight-year-old pickup truck without electric windows, and when I'm not speaking before a crowd, I wear clothes I've owned for more than a dozen years. Privately, I'm so boringly average as to be perfectly invisible. But yes, when someone plunks down $25,000, a whole other fellow shows up. It's showtime. Prepare to be amazed. The Magical Worlds Communications Workshop begins with an investigation of duality, in which we study the open contradictions of life, those equal but opposite realities that are the basis of all existence. When confronted with a duality, I tell the class, a poor student will choose one side and disparage the other. But a brilliant student will bring both sides of the duality into close proximity and feel the electricity that passes between them. Protons are contradicted by electrons. Inhalation is undone by exhalation. Ice and steam are both water? Really? In the third chapter of his Ecclesiastes, Solomon puts it this way. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. 
a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What time is this? For you, I mean. My family adopted a homeless mutt when I was in the third grade. She slept in my bedroom until the day she died ten years later. Pearl was a mellow dog, laid back and lazy, playful and fun, unless you acted as though you were going to hurt me. Then, in a horrible flash of fur and teeth, playful Pearl became a bloodthirsty beast that hungered only for your throat. People who witnessed this transformation were stunned. My happy little dog had the soul of a tiger. Pearl understood the difference between playtime and wartime. What time is this? For you, I mean. In peace, there's nothing so becomes a man as modest stillness and humility. But when the blast of war blows in our ears, then imitate the action of the tiger. Stiffen the sinews, summon up the blood. Now set the teeth and stretch the nostril wide. Hold hard the breath and bend up every spirit to his full height. William Shakespeare, Henry V, Act Three, Scene One. The Jesus of Sunday School is a passive, Gandhi-like man who urges us to turn the other cheek. But the Jesus of John chapter 2 is a man of premeditated violence who made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Will you turn the other cheek today or make a whip of cords? There's a time for everything and a season for every activity. What time is this? For you, I mean. Roy H. Williams. P.S. Every Monday morning memo has a rabbit hole. To enter a rabbit hole, just click the image above the title of the memo. Clicking the uppermost photo in a rabbit hole will take you one level deeper. Photos that appear below the uppermost photo will sometimes take you into side tunnels, all of which are weird. Videos do not count as photos. You'll know you found the Terminus page when the Beagle gives you the Beagle Sword for the week. Happy spelunking, Tamara Tomko Esquivel.